This is an RNZ podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. And time to check in with Mary Holm, who is in every couple of weeks uh, with financial and money expertise. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. Everyone's weighing in on these uh, new government measures in regards to the housing market. What did you make of the yeah, announcement? Yeah, look, everyone's talking about it everywhere I go. Mm. Um, look, hard to to know, you know, you hear people saying on the one hand this and then you hear other people saying on the other hand that. I mean, clearly it's not good news for landlords. For everybody else, it's a bit harder to, you know, first home buyers, tenants, what's going to, you know, is, is things going to be good or bad for tenants? And 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 some of those will perhaps become first homeowners. Some of the tenants mm. will, you know, and, and so it's whenever a government does more, makes more than one policy change at once, it's always quite hard to see how the two are going to rub against one mm. another. And, and and this time there are, you know, half a dozen more changes. And so some might push prices up and some might push them down. Yeah. Some might push landlords out. One point that that I haven't heard other people making is that if if people are, are landlords and they're getting towards retirement or in retirement, I've often said think about selling your house even before all these changes happen, selling your 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 rented out house because in re- retirement you can't spend the money that's tied up in the house and these days that can be 600,000, yeah. one point something million yeah. dollars that it's people... illiquid. Absolutely illiquid. And, and so... I think that's quite a good idea to do anyway. Get out of the housing market and put that money in various funds, depending on, you know, some of it in higher risk for longer distance away, etc. Mm. And spend it and enjoy it. You know, otherwise you're going to die and your kids are going to inherit your home and the rental property and you're not going to have been enjoying that money in the meantime. So, yeah. I must admit, I found it quite... Um Interesting, a lot of the angles of the stories have been talking to landlords who've said things like, well, I'm going to have to sell one of my houses now to pay for this. Yeah, and I was thinking, yes. I think that's kind of the point. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's Sell it to someone yes. who's not going to be a landlord. Yeah. And if there are fewer um, investment people turning up at auctions, it, we're going to have fewer of those sad stories of people who've done... I've bought houses at auction before, and I've also failed to buy houses at auction. And you do quite a lot of work if you're smart yeah. before you go and bid. Yeah. You, you might have paid a builder to check it over and things yeah. like that because you're committed once you've bought. And you can put all of that time, money and emotional energy into it only to have someone come along and bid 100000 more than your top. But, you know, mm. we've heard those stories, and that's really discouraging for yeah. people. And so I think if some of the investors are, aren't along their bidding anymore and, in fact, are selling, it does open up the houses for for first-home buyers, okay. and yeah. Not what you came here to talk about, no. though. Um, <laughs> last week, you generously offered five copies of your book, A Richer You, How to Make the Most of Your Money, to our listeners, uh, and you set people a, a particular challenge. Yes, they had to say in 12 words or less why they should win. 
win the book and we got nearly 150 entries. They kept flooding into my inbox mm. over and over, which which was really neat. Um, and I found I, and I had an enjoyable two or three hours it took, you know, to read them through and think about which ones I really liked, the, and there were way too many that I really liked. It reminded me a little bit of the book, actually, because the book's made up of Q&As from the Weekend Herald column, sort of organised in themes and, yeah. and, and so on. And, you know, the book's stories of real live people and how money interacts with yeah. with their lives. And this was a bit like that, reading through all these people's little 12-word Word summaries, so um, yeah. Including, and so we're going to go through some of the uh, interesting entries we got. Uh, we'll be anonymous with these. Um, and so somebody, so this, remember this is 12 words summing up why you wanted Mary's book. Here's one. I won first division lotto and still seem to be broke. <laughs> yes. Do you think that's for real? Uh, look, who knows? Funnily enough, I was just a, a minute ago talking to Ian Taylor, who'd just come out from mm. talking to you in the last hour, and, and we were talking about that because you'd been promoing that one, and he said he knew someone who won a heck of a lot of money in lotto and spent it all on making movies, and it all went. But we were saying, look, he did something wonderful with it, and you know they could have one of the movies could have taken off. He followed his dream. He did, and and I, so I think there's nothing wrong with with that as long as you can look back and say, look, that was a good thing to spend it on. Mm. Or you could travel the world, which could be a neat thing to spend it on. If you're just squandering it on stupid stuff and you're looking back and saying, I haven't got anything to show for that, yeah. that that'd be a bit depressing. In fact, I might have to get back to that person <laughs> and find out what their story was. Mm. But I decided in the end not to make them one of our five winners, partly because I was desperately trying to cross people off the list because it was really hard yeah. to get it down to five. And I thought, oh, a lot of other people are going to be saying he's had his chance, or she, I think it was a he, has had his chance. Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. another one. It's a saying, uh, which I haven't come across before, money isn't the bus to happiness, but it might drop me halfway. Yeah. I like that because, you know, we've talked a lot about the relationship between money and happiness mm. and how money doesn't get you happiness, but I think this is a good point that it it certainly helps get things going. To, to use the bus analogy, it get, gets the wheels turning. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of a neat, neat one. Um, there's a now I do. I must admit, often cringe when I get sent poetry because often it's not very good. Yes. But I really love this little couplet that you got sent. Yes. Uh, I need this book to help my daughters. Avoid financial dangerous waters. Yes, yes, it was a good one. It was a good little. There were a lot of of um, of entries from about people, parents trying to help their children, their adult children or younger, w- with money, and that's a sort of recurring theme that I see with my books. That quite often it's older parents buying the books for their children. But that and the, so that was a particularly good one. These are not the winners we need to hasten to add. In in a little while we'll come to the five winners and we will name them. But these are the kind of runners up we're okay. looking at here. Here's yeah. another here's another poem. The uh, the rhyming works, not sure how the rhythm scans, but it says teenagers earning need to be learning so money won't be a burning. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I like just like that. I thought it was another yeah. another good one. So that was all um, parents helping children. Yes, yeah. yeah. And and just wanted to just insert here that parents setting an example is probably the most powerful way 
of getting kids to get their money sorted right. Um, and if you're not doing it right, at least talk to the kids about why and how how you don't follow, don't do what I'm doing, do what I say, which is not very powerful, of course. But, yeah, and then we had um, children helping their parents as well. Yeah, this one says my 2021 goal is help improve mum's financial situation. Yeah, which I thought was rather nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it does, in, in my book's the same thing. We've got generations going both ways where there are several cases of, of the younger ones helping their parents or grandparents. And sometimes the people they're helping are not related at all. Your book's yeah. information will enhance advice I give to my insolvency clients, writes yes. one person. So that was somebody who, when I looked at the email address and went on the website, it's a, it's a um, an organisation, government or quasi-government, where people who get into deep financial trouble can sort of get a second chance. Mm. And so this person works there. And I thought, yeah, that would be... I hope that person buys the book instead. Yeah. You heard from a financial mentor. Not quite sure what that is, but um, they thought that to read real life stories would be invaluable. Yes, yeah, the financial mentors are the ones you get if you if you go onto the Money Help uh-huh. um, website that we've talked about, and and they're free give free advice to someone who's money is messed up. If you've been ending up with payday lenders and people like that, it's a really good idea to go to one of these mentors and get things sorted Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and this one this person writes one income two kids four rescue animals help yes i just thought they've got four rescue animals they've got to be nice people (laughs) yeah but yeah so do you do you ever advise people not to get pets because they can't afford them mary of course not no (laughs) i'm having just spent 750 dollars on my cat who got poisoned somehow and we Aww. don't know how and nearly die, but he's he's fine again now. But they, that's the trouble with pets. Of course, they can suddenly cost you a lot of money. Um, but but you don't regard it as one of your um, oh, your gosh. roles to tell people not to. No, it'd be like saying to people, don't have children. I mean, there's a lot more in life than money. There's children and animals, much more important. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking to Mary Holm. She's going through some of the entries. Uh, she received people um, trying to win her book in 12 words or less. Uh, I love this one. 156th in line for one library copy. It's a long wait. Yes. yes. That must be your book they're in line for, do you think? Yes, I, yeah, and I don't know whether it's whether the new one's got queues in the library. I know that my last book, Rich and I've had long, long queues. I got complaints from people. And I have to say, I did kind of think when I hear this, oh, please go and buy one. I mean, you can get it at a discount on my website. It doesn't cost a lot. And I do think that it is a sort of book that's quite good to have in your shelves because it looks at different periods in people's lives and different financial situations. And... So, you you know, you might read it all through in one go or you might only read the bits that are relevant to you and you might come back. There's a section about mortgages. Well, if you're not currently in the market for a mortgage, you might skip that bit, but come back to it a few years later, you know. Mm. So um, I do think, honestly, it's quite a good book to buy rather than than borrow. Okay. Yeah. Mary, Mary Holm, um, she asked for people to uh, enter the competition in 12 words or less. And this person says, Mary, love your work elucidating, but please, 12 words or fewer. Yes, not 12 words or less. And I thought, oh gosh, here come the grammar Nazis. I'm actually quite fussy about grammar myself, and, and I started thinking, twelve. it should be 12 words or fewer, but everybody always, because fewer goes with 
My mother was an English teacher and she used to say fewer goes with when you can count the particular mm. things um, rather than it big, being a big mass of stuff. But everyone says 12 words or less, and I, to be honest, I didn't think about it, so sorry to mm. that person. Yeah. My daughter, my 10-year-old daughter, said to me, Dad, if it's things that you can count, you can count money, but you still say more and less money. I didn't really have um, an answer for that. So you'd, if you're giving you know, $26 or less or $26 or fewer, she's quite right. You would but say you less. Said, can you give me more? Can you give me less money? Or uh, they're paying me less money, yeah. even though yeah, you she can wouldn't. Count no, money. no, you're right. Yes. Yeah. For some, usually you can kind of sense what's right, but, yeah. but it's tricky. I said, yes. go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a little rhyme. Make me wealthy. Bank account healthy. Intelligent selfie. Look good on shelfie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that's a, that's I thought a book, this was, book shelfie, I think. Yes, to. yes, and I thought it was stretching the rhyme thing a bit, the shelfie bit, but I thought it was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Um, and then there's some alliteration as well. Yes. Serious solitary saver seeks scholastic stimulus to secure sanguine senior solvency success. Yeah. Well, there is the word two in there that doesn't start with S, but nonetheless, <laughs> that was, and it does actually make sense, that sentence, but. It was tricky, but very clever. Yeah. Do yeah. I know what sanguine means? Um, it, it means it's, calm in my head. Yes, it? it's something to do with blood originally, and I think it's optimistic or positive in an apparently bad or difficult situation. Oh, is that what? Yeah. So I think it's. I also thought it sort of meant calm, but anyway, yeah, yeah, some good words in there. Yeah, very good. Um, yes. But it didn't win. No, these were those were all the. The runner, runners-up, shall we say. Yeah. Would you um, like to do the winners? Go on. Um, all right. I could read out the winners. We've got... And when I looked at them after I'd chosen them, I realised they're nearly all men, and I thought, oh, gosh, that's not good. But I had a similar competition in the Herald, and most of those winners were women, mm. and I was feeling kind of bad about that. So I thought, oh, this is sort of restoring the balance. It's, I would um, say maybe more men listen to the show. I don't know if that's true, though. I, I actually don't think we've done a gender breakdown of our listeners. No. It'd be interesting. 300,000 odd of them. Have, would uh, be interesting uh, really? to know. Really? Yeah, yes. That's a good number, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Gr- growing every so, year, Mary. Is it? Yeah. Brilliant. Don't we mean, like that. Don't mean to bring it up. But, no, yeah. but why not? Why not? <laughs> so the five winners, the first one is Stephen Viles. And he said, I advise, Colin, there's nothing as cheap as something you simply don't buy. And I really like that because, you know, people are shopping, they're trying to find the cheapest thing. And quite often the smartest move is just not to buy it at all. There's nothing as cheap as something you simply don't buy. Yeah. Because that's free, isn't it? Yeah, Mm. yes. And I just think because, you know, a lot of people shop to to get the short-term happiness buzz out of it um, and then in the long run it's not worth, wasn't worth buying. Mm. Um, so yeah, I thought that was quite a thought-provoking one from Stephen Viles. And then we had Adam Trembath who said, just moved in with my grandfather would be a great read together. And I just like the picture of that. I imagine that Adam, if he's moving in with his granddad, as a young adult, perhaps, mm-hmm. and I just like the the idea of the young young guy and granddad reading the book together. Maybe yeah. reading out a chapter to each other. Yeah. That's what I used to do with my son sometimes when he was an adult. Mm-hmm. Just read a chapter each to uh, read it out loud. Anyway, that was just a nice picture I thought from Adam. Yeah. 
David Serrett. Hope you weren't reading out chapters of your book, Mary. Um, no, no. I remember Go sit doing. Sit down um, with Mum. It's your favourite thing. We're going to read from my book. <laughs> no, I remember doing. Um, oh, uh, capture, cap in the rye. Um, capture in the rye. Capture in the rye. Huh. Yeah, yeah, with my son when he was about the age of Holden Caulfield. You oh, know, the, I like the character, that. and that was it. Was kind of neat doing it like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next winner is David Sarich, who said, "Finally, I may be able to manage my financial life as an artist." And that intrigued me, and so I looked him up, and I liked his art. He's, it's S-A-R-I-C-H, and he's done some pretty wonderful things. I think he lives up north, and I thought if I can help him make it, make a go of his finances to help him. I mean, there's so many creative people in New Zealand who who can't make a full-time job of doing their create, creative work because they're just not earning enough money or they're not handling their money well. You just this is great. The pictures. Yeah, yeah, this is. It's got quite a um, quite religious themes. Some of them, yes. Yet um, beautiful colours. Yeah. All sorts of um, different shapes. Yeah. Sometimes you'll paint something on a diamond. Sometimes you'll paint it on a sort of a, a curved mirror shape, something on a star. I love that. Yeah, some of them are really beautiful, I thought. Good on you, David. So, yeah, so I thought for doing that much art, if, if the book can help him keep producing, as you know, not having to also go and wait tables or something like that. Um, that's all, all to the good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, next we finally have a woman, the fourth one, is Caroline Yardley. And she said, Cancer Kid Mum needs something interesting to read during stays in hospital. So it took me a minute to work that out, but she presumably she's the mother of a child with cancer. And so she's saying... Got long stays in the hospital and it'd be good to read something. And my heart just went out to her. It must be so hard having an, yeah. a, a, an unwell child. And so I thought, very happy to send a book her way. Lovely. And then the final one was John Van Dyke. I think that's how you say him. He's V-A-N-D-I-J-K. And he said, I sold zero shares when they were $7.50 now $130. Oh, John. <laughs> and I thought, oh, um, so he's obviously one of these people that's getting into the new sort of share trading yeah. thing that's happening more and more. And um, look, if you get into share trading, that's going to happen sometimes. And I know somebody who did that. They, they bought zero shares when they were low, sold them when they'd gone up. Saw how yes. high they're gone and then have now bought some more. I say, <laughs> yeah, yes, well. not bear to miss out anymore. Yeah, but... You know, who knows what's yeah. going on. Buying individual shares is, is fine. A if, mugs if game. Well, it's fine if you're doing it for kind of entertainment with a small amount of money um, and regarding it as, you, you know, set aside $1,000 and say that's $1,000 worth of entertainment and when it runs out, <laughs> stop. Um, and and you, you might turn $1,000 into $10,000. The trouble is that then people start thinking they really know what they're doing and next minute they've lost it all. So... Um, now, I, I wanted to just quickly say here, there was a mortgage expert in one of the newspaper articles I read the other day who said if someone's goals were short-term, then the liquidity of shares might be the right option for them. And I thought, no, no, no. Shares are liquid in that they're easy to sell compared with property, but they're not a good short-term investment. Mm. They're really not, um, except with play money. For, for serious money, you've really got to get in there long-term it's um, a really important le- lesson for people. So, um, 
can the winners please send me email my their mailing addresses to me? I can flick a ma- an email to them, but if they do it first, that will be cool because um, I need their mailing addresses to send the books out to them. Just want to say thanks to everyone, including all the other people who sent entries in, and it was it was heartwarming. There were some very lovely entries and very kind comments, and so thanks everybody. The book um, in its first week on the market is number five on the non-fiction bestseller list, but we're hoping it might do better than that. So um, good for you. Yeah, well yeah, done. Yes. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Jesse. Mary Holm.